place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics Town This episode of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Check out their huge, mungus, ginormical selection of nerdy, fun t-shirts at popuptea.com. They have a shirt for every nerdy thing you could possibly think of. I'm serious. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order on popuptea.com. Even the clearance stuff, which is already so low in price. But go and check them out and thank you to our sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Go check them out at popuptea.com. Hello, hot comic book fans. Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I am your host, Chris Latore. Thank you so much for joining us here. And this week, my co-host and I, Michael Norris, we review, discuss, have some laughs, do a commentary, and pretty much go page by page of Samurai Jack, Volume 1. It's one of our favorite cartoons of all time. We love Samurai Jack. We really had our fingers crossed here in hopes that this adaptation of Samurai Jack would really just capture the true essence and spirit of the character we love so much that is samurai jack so we break it down spoiler alert of course and follow along grab it go to comiXology and grab volume one of samurai jack or the actual uh, trade paperback of it collection of volume one of samurai jack and follow along and read along with us as we break down discuss have some fun with volume one of samurai jack so here you go enjoy Alrighty then, I'm here with my co-host Michael Norris. How you doing, Michael? Good, man. How are you doing? Oh, hunkered and bunkered as always. You know, got it locked down. Hunkered and bunkered. <laughs> you got your you got your quarantine beard going. How many feet long is it? It's like six feet. I'm deep uh, deep within the earth and uh, in in my bunker. And yeah, I haven't seen daylight in four days. <laughs> it burns when you get outside. It does. It just it just burns. It hurts. <laughs> so i'm excited man we're going to be talking about samurai jack volume one we love samurai jack oh so good so good it's the best created by gendy tartakovsky uh this is written by jim zub this is art by andy suriano this is volume one read along with us folks it's gonna be a good time and uh, this was, it has a sort of a sub name in this, right? Like the Sands of Time or the, the what was it? What was the other part of it? I, I know threads I saw it. Time. What was it? It's the Threads of Time. Threads. Samurai Jack and the Threads of Time. Yes, so perfectly named. I wanted to name that. I wanted to point that out, although I don't see it here on Comixology Volume 1, page 1. But I, I knew it was somewhere. But I love the intro of this. It's got the yellowish, acided uh, paper style. And it's setting up just, it's Spaghetti Western with Samurai Jack and this weird looking sunset as he just kind of comes closer to the frame and four vertical slotting panels. What do you think of that? Oh, you know, it's fantastic. And what it reminds me of is like a summer blockbuster, right? This time of year, like, you know, back in the day, it was like The Mummy. This very much the sense of this explorer, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just a, a lot of fun. Good intro for it. Yes, you can hear it, and in, in, whereas he's walking towards us, right? Dun, 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 dun. Just, it's right there, and you got to read the forward from Phil Lamar, the very voice of Samurai Jack in the cartoons. He has a nice 
little forward and an interesting little nugget about Samurai Jack in that forward if you like reading actual words, which you told me you don't. I skipped it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice it until you said something. You, like (laughs) me, like the picture books. So that's okay. (laughs) Well, and I will say this sticks to my criteria of delivering. If I read a Samurai Jack book, Samurai Jack is almost on every page. Yes. Affirmative. That's correct. Uh, that, uh, I, I know we're probably not the age demographic mostly for this, right? But I just feel like they, they, they purposefully made an effort to make sure that Samurai Jack is on every page, and I, I appreciate it. Well, you know, spoilers, this felt like watching an episode. I mean, it was... If you like the episodes, you're going to like this book. Yes! And right after the, the, the slotted page of four, they go right to a full page splash, which sets the, the tone. You're, you're right. A typical, you know, episode of Samurai Jack. You got the winds blowing. He's got the sort of a Middle Eastern sort of tunic on, right? And you have like this weird beast uh, skull in the foreground and like a snake running through its eyes. It's Western. It's Samurai. It's... Like you said, Indiana Jones, it has this epic adventure-ish kind of feel in this splash page. I loved it. Well, and if you would tell me that this was an artist from the animated series, I would believe you. Because it looks spot on. And I don't think he is. I don't think Mr. Suriano is, but he sure paid homage, didn't he? He really paid attention to it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And so we quickly get the the kind of the, the setting here. The stage is set. As uh, these strange-looking winds are are th- just whipping through this land, and he comes up to like this this ak- this Aku wearing is it just like an old man that's sitting there? <laughs> he kind of at the yeah, first it's the old guy you find in the desert. That's yeah, what they are. He's like in Conan, Conan the Barbarian. He's that old man that's that that's that's hung up for to be food for wolves. Food yeah, for wolves. Yeah, <laughs> but he's wearing an Aku hat, and the first panel, you couldn't quite tell, if is, is it a painting that's talking? Is it whatever it was from the coloring for how the old man's sitting there? It was kind of, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It looks cool. It I looks cool. No yes, it does look very cool. I'll agree with that. But uh, I, I wish this was an animated episode. Like, this was this whole volume was that good. That I wish this was a, a part of it because you can drop in these kinds of episodes anywhere. You know, it doesn't really have to be a linear story for Samurai Jackers, which is what I love about it. And this would have held up just as as like three episodes, right? Well, and they're even able to add to his backstory without it being a critical piece. You know, if you if you never read this and you only watched the show, this isn't missing, but it adds to it. And it's great. Right. I agree. I very much agree. And uh, and then another, uh, just a, in a few pages here, we get another splash page of, of this full splash page with Aku there and in the background and like this beautiful, like almost active mural that's behind this old creepy man. And that's just beautiful. Another full page splash. Like, you know, we're, we're like page six or seven and we've got two full page splashes already. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's exactly the... It's like the show. The pacing is the same as the show. Yes, and we get the layout of the of the uh, <laughs> the the thing that he has to get right. The MacGuffin. It's the it's these yeah. uh, this rope 
this golden rope that if you have all the pieces of the rope, you can uh, travel through time, right? And you can go back home and uh, back to his time and or go back to a different time where Aku jumped in and, you know, destroy Aku before he does everything that he does. So it's it's the MacGuffin, right? And we lay out the story. That, and I like that. They're setting the rules. They're setting the, the pace that needs to be done here. There's It's going to be broken into pieces, and he's got to find all the pieces of this golden rope of destiny. Did, did you hear uh, Tenacious D in your head the whole time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. Okay. <laughs> Is it actually named the Golden Rope of Destiny, or did I make that up? Is it... No, you made that up. It's, <laughs> it's called the Thread of Time. That's right, the fibers of the threads of time. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm going to yeah, change the go. name. I'm changing it to the uh, the Rope of Destiny. <laughs> Anything with of destiny is what I want. <laughs> what I want. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so Samurai Jack uh, quickly uh, is, is embarking on his adventure. There's no dilly-dally, right? He's just jumping right in, and he's having a, kind of a situation here with a, with a guard of where he needs to go into this insanely-looking just spider hole, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I mean, that's it's such a fun design there, too, with that guard. Little helmet and stuff, spider, and he just gets laid out by Jack. It's, I love that... that extremely large neck of this spider creature and how it's like veining and you know and and he's you could tell that he's just you know screaming at samurai jack at the top of his lungs there's saliva flying out of his face you know what i mean and it's that it's those it's that ren and stimpy those neck the neck from ren and stimpy is what it reminds me of right and but jack's not putting up with i mean it's literally he's screaming in his face you just look at the expression and next one's just the spiders on his butt yeah, and there's just a clunk sound with even uh, sort of grayish metallic letter coloring, right? Clunk, very good. Yes. Perfect yeah. automatopoeia there, I thought. <laughs> As like, that's a, something that's very strong with this. I think that's translated well from the cartoon to the comic was just the really strong, oversized, you know, o- overly done, on the nose uh, automatopoeia. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, and it helps... Because Jack is a man of few words, so it just helps the story move along and adds to it. Yeah, you're right. He probably says about 12 words in this entire hundred and something pages, right? (laughs) Needless to say, it was a quick read. It was a great read, but it was a quick read. How many pages were there? There was, let's see, there's like 140. Yeah, it was a really quick and fun read. Like, this is the kind of thing that I I was just... I, I. I wanted more. Did you get volume two already? Did you already download volume two? Yes. Yeah, me too. It's yeah, already ready for to go. Our, us to finish our discussion and then I'll start reading volume two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll make sure we'll get through it fast then. But uh, here's some, uh, on the next page, I'm like at the, the well, I don't know where I'm at. Let me see. I'm, I'm like at, oh, 11, page 11. Right center, center screen here where it says slip and it's like his little walkway crumbles and he falls. Again, use of uh, automatopoeia, perfectly timed. And he just goes tumbling down the spider hole here. And, and I love, and it starts on that very last panel right there where Jack hits the ground and they change the tones. They're darker now in the colors and they add a little purple in there and then off sense of that green and that blue. And it just says, he's underground now. And it's so different from what you've seen the rest of the issue. Yeah, so many great dark purple hues. And, and then the light source is kind of a lime green. Yeah. I love that. It just looks like this weird monster, like disco parlor, underground disco scene kind of thing, right? Yes. 
Yeah, and, and, but you know, to me, it, it screams like bioluminescence, right? There's something underground that's natural that's generating this light. And yeah. it just makes sense. It's going to be green and blue and purple. That's a good call. Yeah, especially you can see on the, the edges of everything as they they paint out the respect to light. It's that, that lime green, like a bioluminescence. I didn't think of it that way. I thought it was just kind of cool, but now that I think about that, it makes more underground sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, the fact that they kind of think of those pieces, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then quickly again, this pace is just so he he already sees one of the uh, the the web, the threads of of time. It's just weaved into a web. Thank goodness that rope and web are just easily identifiable from each other. <laughs> well, you know, it helps that the thread is gold and the web is, you know, kind of a bluish web color. Thank but yeah, goodness. And I even like the fact that the little bubble calls right out with an arrow right here. Yeah, right. You don't see that a lot in comics where it literally is like, doink, it's right here. The web of destiny yeah. on your left. I like that. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's great because in typical Samurai Jack fashion, he's just trying to communicate calmly and clearly and the other person's not listening. And this, this spider just wants to have a fight and just wants him to fight champions. And it's like, okay. Yeah, and I, I I love over the course of the next pages how Jack just makes a decision on how to handle this without getting you know he actually comes up with a winnable solution. Yes, he does, and I love the I had a good laugh with the names that they came up with for this oh. this rogue gallery here, like Thurn the Thorny, Arcus the Club of Fire. Yes. Which one was your favorite? Well, I texted my favorite the other day, Head Claw <laughs> the Status. <laughs> Head claw the stabist. That's just great. They had to laugh writing that I down. I thought you had. I thought you had read that when I texted it through, and I just did it randomly as I saw it. And you come back to like, is that text message for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I did not pick it up at first because I just remember chuckling through this, and I was your your text was kind of random, and and then when I figured it out, I totally laughed out loud. I was like, oh yeah, head claw the stabist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say rope rope. But Inski, the butt blaster is probably my second favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that was actually my favorite, and Headclaw the Stabus was my second because anything with the butt blaster, it doesn't even really matter what's yeah. before that. <laughs> if he's the butt blaster, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty clever. Reminiscent of the opening scene of Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, when they make fun of the THX. Remember, and it, and it's the it's the Ren and Stimpy guys that do the cartooning, and it's it's Cage butt blasting off with a fart. Remember that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, they clearly were Tenacious T fans, or are Tenacious T fans. I'm making that up. Who knows? <laughs> but hey, let me ask you this: Whenever Samurai Jack speaks, are you doing the the voice? Are you doing Phil Lamar in your head? Oh, absolutely. Right. Hundred percent. And I hear the ridiculous other voices. You know, I always hear. Um, was it John D'Amico? The one that like he's usually the voice of Bender. Or he's the voice of Marcus on Gears of War. Like oh, yeah. Rough. I always hear his type of voice because I've heard him in Samurai Jack when it's like a big creature that he's encountering that Jack's talking to. So between that and Phil Lamar, yeah, I hear the two. Nice. There's always the, uh, his, it's so iconic. He, he has Samurai Jack's voice just captured down, and, and there can be no one else. I mean, even I can even tell the difference when the actor uh, that played Aku passed away. And, and there was someone else that took over. I can even tell because he had a very distinct... The guy does a great job after... I, I think his name is 
also one name. It's not Aku, but his it, the actor that played that does Aku's voice has one name, like an Asian. Uh, yeah, I don't recall what his name is. It's gonna bug me, but anyway, I to- every time the twelve words that he says in these hundred and whatever pages, I'm totally doing Samurai Jack Phil Lamar in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely. And uh, I love the bottom of the page uh, where uh, it's page 14 where he's ready to fight, takes out the sword, and he's just uh, he's standing behind this strangely dotted pink, like dotted background that goes from blue to pink. But it just well, stands out, right? It stands out. And the whole thing is great because everything's very static. You feel the tension building. They, they want – the guy wants – Jack to pick which opponents first. There's what, like five of them, and he wants him to pick which ones first. And Jack's just like, I'm gonna be worn down with this, so I'm gonna hit him all. And he literally unsheaths his sword, and the action begins. I mean, it's just, it's very, it just flows so well. And and my inner kid was alive at, at when just really speaking to me when he said all the bad guys at once it's what yeah. i did with my toys with my action figures i would have like one hero and then i would have like 57 bad guys you know and they were just exactly. and he would just take them all on at once right it's that it's that john wick moment where he's just gonna it's rambo where he's gonna take yeah. everyone right <laughs> yeah and, and i love that the when you get to the next page i love that the the head guy is just like wait really seriously you're gonna <laughs> do that it's just like like yes you heard me let's go oh okay (laughs) and the subtle little thing with the spider he's got all those spider eyes and one of them has an eye patch just (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just fun right one eye got poked out right and he has all those other eyes but for some reason he wants to put an eye patch on that one it's just great (laughs) makes no sense milky and gross right nobody wants to look at that (laughs) well the old man at the very beginning had uh, that one kind of white faded out eye did you notice that too i did he's not wearing an eye patch he's like screw it you want to look at my creepy eye go for it (laughs) exactly spider's a little bit more vain yeah a little bit huh (laughs) i love the design of him he's just this weird red is he an ant is he a spider it's kind of somewhere in between he's got a bunch of legs and a bunch of eyes right yeah and he's fuzzy so i assumed he was a spider yeah he's got that weird kind of hard shell though and like the weird random five or six hairs like an ant kind of would so you know to me it's kind of a can go both ways <laughs> go either way yeah. <laughs> but you know we get to we get to page 16 and the action just starts they just circle and attack yes we're not messing around they're all coming at them all at once you can hear the very iconic samurai jack jack's uh the music right the kind of solitary drum like happening right and a lot of the sort of Asian wind instruments going on. It's very samurai music in my head that's just going. I wish there was a original score I could listen to for Samurai Jack. There probably is, right? I probably need to just there buy is. it. Yeah. The fifth season soundtrack is there. Dang it. I need to get that immediately. Maybe I have that. No, go. I don't have it. It's, it's on Apple Music, so there you go. I need it. Yeah. Only the fifth season soundtrack, right? There's not like a yeah original soundtrack. Yeah, I need that in my life. I'm gonna, I'm, I wrote it down right now that I need it. But they did a great job with paneling on page seven or sixteen with the action you're pointing out. They just yeah. they do that sort of uh, fanning out that goes from small to large. Uh, the action going right to the base of the page. It's just uh, it's very iconic looking action, right? Yeah, you know, borders don't mean anything. 
they're breaking yeah. the borders every time. It, it's yeah, they do a great job. Oh yeah, especially on the next page with your uh, favorite guy, which I already forgot his name. Uh, the stabist. The stabist, where he's got like Wolverine knives on the top of his head. <laughs> well, yeah, and he's totally like Wolverine. He's got the Wolverine knives. He's a little tiny furry guy, and he just kids both right away. And the three claws, though, coming out the top of his head. Like, he can't have them on his hands. He's got to have three, like, adamantium claws coming out the top of his head. Because they're, like, not taking any chances. We want to rip off Wolverine, but we got to make it so oddballish that the claws will come out the top of his head. There, we won't get in trouble for Marvel, right? <laughs> well, and I love it that Jack just sidestepped him. Yeah. Like, okay, this one's done. And then he uses him as a barrier to hide behind. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And he yeah. just impales himself into the ground. It's great. <laughs> and the other guy that's like a cactus, like a living cactus, is just just shooting out a needle storm at... And the Stabus is just... Yeah, he's just the, the shield for Samurai Jack. And he almost... There's a yeah. panel there where he's looking at him and feels sorry for him, right? <laughs> yeah, Jack's got this look of like dis- disgust for this guy. and He's just getting hit with all these cactus needles. It's pretty great. Yeah. He's almost like, sorry, man. I'm very sorry for your pain. <laughs> and then Budinsky, or but Budinsky with the whatever, he just takes a machine gun out of his butt. <laughs> of course. Yep. And it's just that 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 uh, Deadpool. Uh, you know, there's a barrage of machine gun fire, and and Samurai Jack is just doing that that Deadpool thing. It's just like ching 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 parry parry parry. <laughs> And as you pointed out, you know, the Badisky robot is a bunch of onomatopoeia. It's just a bunch of pew, pew, pews. <laughs> and I like that the Jack one, you see his arms moving all over and just parry, parry, parry. Yeah, and it's you great. instantly get what's going on. Yes, it's just so much fun. And even that middle of the bottom of, of page 18 where it's like Zorch, right? It's yeah. like you you just know what happens. Uh, he's, this, the cactus guy gets, you know, splatted with a with one of Batinsky's bullets. And it's just that perfect yeah. uh, flamey cactus, you know, <laughs> chomping sound, right? Yeah. And as we see that Samurai Jack can see right through Mr. Cactus Guy with the green, you know, cactus blood. It's great. And again, a look of pity on his face. He just, <laughs> these guys are just, they're supposed to be fierce and he's taking them out like they're nothing. Yeah. He, that's that's a testament to Samurai Jack's uh, character, right? He's the He's a true hero and... Doesn't necessarily want to murder living things like robots. He has like no hold. He doesn't hold back whatsoever, right? When it comes to bots, but when it comes to living things, you always see that it kind of affects Samurai Jack, and he treats the whole situation differently. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of humanity. Yes, and I think him slicing a, a robot in half and the oil splorching between uh, right down the middle of a robot and him just getting sprayed with oil is something that. I want to say, in, in, because I've seen, I'm sure you have too, every episode of Samurai Jack, that probably has happened 14 or 16 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a signature move or something, right? It's just the slice of the robot down the middle, the black oil, and then he kind of walks through it. <laughs> but I love yeah, it. I don't and, care. You know, it's just what he's used to doing. He fights robots. Yep. And the color change on page, uh, I love the color changing on page 20. It just goes red and yellow for some reason. Just the whole splash page. It's almost a full splash page, but it's just like the sun is exploding here. Yeah. The yeah, red, I love that orangey background. 
Well, and again, he he defeats them by not fighting. And then you get to the very bottom of the page, and the stabber is still just stuck in the ground. <laughs> and even you know, again, ripping the Wolverine off is you know, I, I'm I'm the best, the best. Yeah, you know, it's like all he says. <laughs> it's great. I love that. And the cactus guys, can we call a timeout? <laughs> I don't feel very good. I love that. And then the the crowd is cheering that he won, calling him Ponytail. I thought, that's great. Ponytail! Ponytail! <laughs> They're all cheering. Yeah. Well, you know, what else are you going to call him? That's what he's got. Right. Stabby man in a robe. You know, it's like, no, Ponytail. And then we get the the first guy that, the you know, the this, this red, uh, you know, ant slash spider creature character thing is he's all that's left. And so here we go. Final showdown, right? Yeah, it's yeah. and he's still trying to act tough. He just took out all of his best fighters. Mm-hmm. And I love the crowd. There's one guy that just looks like he's like an Atlantean. He's got like gills and he's green. He looks like some sort of sea monster in that top uh, yeah. page of of page twenty two. I love that. And are they gonna have? And then you get that classic, extreme close up of Samurai Jack's eyes, and uh, no fight happens. No, just staring him down. He just bows in defeat. He's like, "I can see you're a warrior. You would defeat me as well, ponytail." <laughs> and he bows. <laughs> like we had our action. Yeah, cool. This this was just the you know a funny end. Yeah, you know, and he just. Takes his uh takes his reward takes his thread of time, and uh, moves it along. Right, and, and like the the cool last words, enjoy your den of inequity. You know, this is just a cool thing to say as you're leaving a den, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like one down. That's that's kind of issue one that wraps up there and. Shows the sort of weird sky that's kind of formed into the likeness of Aku in the background as the as we exit the first part of this. And one thing I wanted to point out that I loved, you have to tell me if you did this, was the uh, the Gendi Tartakovsky, um, like the the alternate single splash pages. These these sort of pinups in in right after the issue is done. I screen captured a ton of these. They are great. I did a ton of them. I didn't do every one. But they, yeah. all of them are stunning. Particularly the Gendy Tartakovsky one. It was like him and Scott Wills yes. that did it together because they just looked perfectly spot on as just a, you know, I, I'd love to have these blown up and done in poster form. They're they're really kind of like beautifully HD and just some great coloring and painting and kind of watercoloring look. It's like it's like a like you're like a cell almost, right? Like you're gonna. I wish I could buy one. Yeah. No, they're they're gorgeous and just they set the tone for each book. Yes. And so next off, we get the you know the next part of the quest. They do kind of a previously on. Did you notice that on like the first page of each issue, they kind of tell you where you've been and previously on, and this is the threads of time and they weave the threads of time into like rock formation at the very first page. You've noticed that. Oh yeah. That was great. The way they put the tile in there. Yeah. It's an old timey thing, right? An old, old movie poster thing. And that's what this felt like. This felt very classic. You know, it's very comfortable and fun. They, they used old school techniques and it really shows. 
And they kind of came up with a cool story element to move it along. They were like, uh, the, the threads of time will point you in the direction of the next one so that they can all be together. Because you didn't want to have him have to go back to the old man and say, okay, where's the second one? You know, this is just another little plot tool that just moves the story along. The thread will point in the direction. Go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I like it. I mean, that's it's it's clever. It's a nice way to just go, okay, how else are you going to keep finding these pieces? Yeah, and he goes over some cool page, whatever that, 28. He just goes through some very different looking terrains, right? One looks like Mars. One looks like a robot landscape. It looks like this crazy jungle and these giant trees. looks like Avatar land. And then there's like a just a bridge over a water over a river or something. It's just like four different sort of atmospheres. And I just love that opening page on 28. Yeah. It, it, and again, it's this whole sense of movement, which is what this book does a really good job of. Yes. And I love that we're, we also get like a kind of different looking land. The last one was this den and spiders. And now we're in this kind of a very interesting looking kind of almost just Asian monster Asian town. <laughs> Is there a better way to describe yeah, that, right? Yeah. No, no, there is no better way to describe it. You know, it, but again, it's it feels comfortable, but it's it, it's grotesque at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and maybe even a smidge racist. I don't know. I'm just 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 a teeny weensy bit, right? It's like they're playing up the Asian stereotype yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they they are, and you know, again, that's a very old school feel you know for even when this cartoon would first came out that was still uh an acceptable stereotype true so he quickly meets his uh a dis and dat these master martial art cats chinese cats yeah yeah, (laughs) i I read that one i was kind of like probably the wrong names for that one (laughs) and uh I did not think that these uh, these particular cats would be such formidable foes. Well, I thought they're yeah. I mean, they take them out. They take Jack out pretty quickly. Yeah, and um, it, it's pretty cool to see because he doesn't often get his butt handed to him. Right. But he definitely got it this time. And again, he has that sort of respect to living creatures, so it's a little different fight. He's just not going like, to cut their heads off and you know chop their arms and legs off. He has to kind of. You go for the knockout over the uh, slicing living things to death. Because, you know, it's a, yeah. it's mostly a kid's cartoon, people. But they got nunchucks. He's well, got his sword. <laughs> and they weren't going for blood either. I mean, they're going to show their dominance where they could easily kill him. But, you know, they chose not to. Yeah, they have a similar respect to life. And that's that splash page, which I'm on, is glorious on 33. It's got like paint splattery background, right? The the panels are gone. It's just a single page splash. There's like four Samurai Jacks in different poses when he's fighting these cats. It's just kinetic. It's fast. It moves. It's fun, right? Yeah, and again, it's breaking the borders. It's breaking what you traditionally see. So it's a, it's a fun technique. Yeah, I like that. There's a full, beautifully, that dark background with Samurai Jack's white robes, you know, fighting in action. It just pops, it has great contrast, and just great speed, and I love the uh, the physics of the whole fight, but they show Jack, like you said, getting his butt handed to him. Yeah, and he does, and they, to the point where they nunchuck him in the head, and 
throw them off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, they're not messing around. And I like how they speak. Uh, they're giving you a little, of course, uh, a little hint at sort of their power. Everything that they, they do is in sync, and they say the same words at the same time. They're all, twin strike, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're giving you a little nod as to what their kind of power is. They speak things at the same time, attack exactly at the same time. It's like sort of their magic power. So so Jack has to kind of take a break. <laughs> I love the at the end of... Uh, Page 35, dis, dat, done. <laughs> 3D. <laughs> you know, you can tell they've done this hundreds of times. They're cocky. They know they won, and they know they continue to win. Yeah, and the next page is beautiful. It goes blue and purple. It's dark. It's night. There's the ocean in the background. There's no dialogue. Samurai Jack is just, you know, gathering himself. Got his butt kicked. But uh, beautiful blues all of a sudden, right? We change the whole color palette right here. Yeah, it definitely feels cooler now. Yes. Temperature went down 12 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's going to have a little chit-chat with the rope of destiny. (laughs) The the small bit of rope of destiny. And it's it's kind of telling him uh, that it's it's helping him see what he maybe didn't see as far as dis and dat goes. And what they're, they have magic vests. (laughs) Well, and this is really where you get the first sense that the the, the thread of time, rope of destiny, the thread of time <laughs> has it, it's it's a bit more than just an inanimate, inanimate object. Yes, for sure. It's it's almost like an entity that controls the speed force. It's like a like some sort of deity or god that controls the time force and the speed force, right? Back Leap, to this one, huh? <laughs> leaping them from place to place to do the right thing at the perfect moment, right? <laughs> well, I, I looked at it more as I think it wants to be whole. So it's just trying to find its pieces. True. Time God. Yeah. No. There you go. Speed God. God speed. No, they already did God speed. Pick a destiny. <laughs> speed of destiny. So that's cool. He sees their, their uh, magic vests. That that just almost sounds like a song, Magic Vests. For some reason, that's that's going through my head. But man, that's it's. I love the uh, bottom of page thirty-eight, the bottom left. How Samurai mm-hmm. Jack's profile just completely jumps out of the border there. Yeah. Well, and it's, I'm looking at this, and it's like, okay, I see he's got this long turn. How far away did they kick him? Yeah. <laughs> like, jeez. It's reminiscent. It's a whole day journey or something. It's like when uh, when Zoom hit the flash like all the way to Seattle. Remember? <laughs> right. Right. Jack yeah, is like ridiculous. It's like okay. He like fell off of like a Kilimanjaro, like a giant mountain range here, and he's like in another city. Yeah. <laughs> but he makes his yeah, way back. I mean, he he knows the secret now. Well, and even his entrance back into the town, it's very um, spaghetti western. Yeah. You know, he's, he's rolling back in the town. He knows what to do, and he's going to win this time. You can almost hear the whistling, right? Like, it's just, it's perfect. The sunset, right? And he's he's coming over the hill, the horizon. Yeah, you're right. It's totally spaghetti western samurai action here. Yeah. No, it's good. And it, it gets, you know... These two guys think they got it all wrapped up again, and he just takes them to town right away. 
yes, he, he slices their connection, which is two pieces of the rope of destiny holding their magic vest together. <laughs> yeah, just, and, you know, the fact that they're a very, you know, yin and yang, you know, they, they got, uh, they basically have the reverse of each other's color scheme, and he just hits them both, and it's like them getting hit with a freight train when he slices that. Yeah. He took away their power, dis and dat. You're right, like yin and yang, you're right. It's a play on that too, right? Dis and dat. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, great great action sequence though. This was so much fun. You got the, there's the cats coming at him. He's figured out their power. He's leveled the playing field here. And uh, yeah, he's just doing his sword slicery dicery. I love it. Well, and the cats, they, they still feel a little cocky and they start to try to get to work, but he just, he just takes them out. I mean, yeah. really, they're no match for him. Yeah, he does that that conk the on the bottom of page forty three. Just the head blonk just grabs them and head bashes them together. Such yeah. a great, and he's got that smile on his face. He's all twin strike. He used their word. <laughs> he used their exactly right back at him, and then of course yeah, uh, just... the cheers. Typical Jack Bastion. Yeah, yeah, he's freed the town. Yep. The town that was oppressed, and he freed it. Yep, yep. And he took their vests of destiny, which of course turned into two pieces of rope as he sliced and diced their vest. And he's got... Well, and how great does this sequence look? He just throws them up in the air. Again, the onomatopoeia just showing the sword slice through him, slice, slice, slice. You see the threads all glowy and just a grab and he's got it in his hand. Yes. You know? And even the townspeople, whoa, super cool is the word bubble at the bottom. Yeah, great, really great job. It reminds me of that game. What was that that old phone game where you, there was like, was it Fruit Ninja or Ninja Fruit or something? Yeah, Fruit all, Ninja. You, Fruit Ninja? Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> yep. Reminds me of that because he throws the vest in the air, slices and dices, right? And and catches the, the magic rope of destinies pieces. And I just thought of that, that old game. I used to kind of have fun with that, yeah. Fruit Ninja. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> and then, then you get hit to him leaving the town and you get that long shadow again. Yeah. That's great. That's just fun. Yeah, beautifully done with the pink flowers almost looking like fireworks in the air and the old west and he's walking into the sunset. And then you as get every a, hero should. As every hero should. And then another beautiful art by Gendy Tartakovsky and Scott Wills of Samurai yeah. Jack like riding this weird tiger t-rex sort of monster thing <laughs> bold with all the eyes with all the eyes and that's just beautiful just well done with the yeah. shading and it's like it's sort of a rainy misty day and this creature's mouth's wide open that's a definitely i have that as my wallpaper on my imac right now that's cool well i, I like it because it leads into my second favorite issue of this of this volume oh, yes. this one's great Yes. Wait, break it down. Take us take us to the beginning as I slurp my well, coffee. I mean, <laughs> as we as we've already gone through it, you know, he had the like an Arabian adventure and now he's had like an, an you know, a very Japanese inspired adventure and now it's a very Greek and Roman type adventure. And just again the, the whole front page with the threads of time being in the mist, you know, it, it's it, they just foreshadow it very well and they instantly change the setting so that you know where he's at and kind of what he's going to be dealing with. 
Yeah, it's a great opening page. And they do the previously on again, in case you didn't read the uh, last three. It's <laughs> it's totally right there. <laughs> but yeah, I love yeah. the the Roman theme, this Greek theme or whatever. Uh, it, it just totally changed color palette and look and, and uh, you know, environment. And it just really, really seriously works. The, the first opening page, that that splash page with all the sort of panel cuts, but it's this this different shades of purple all in the background, including like this, the, the pillar, the Roman pillar that's collapsed has all mostly purple and white. It's just beautiful. Well, and you get, it's all dilapidated and ruins. And then immediately on the next page, everything. And you can tell even Jack's confused. Everything is pristine. Uh And he's got this look of confusion on his face. Yes, a great setting here because you obviously think, man, everything was like destroyed and all purple and now everything's gold and white and beautiful. So something definitely is um, is interesting here. Something's going on. Well, he's trying to interact with everybody. Nobody's paying attention to him. He's, get, he's getting a little annoyed until, you know, let's just call him Hercules. Yeah. He looks like Hercules. He's just standing there. He's mm-hmm. the only one acknowledging that Jack's around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's totally Hercules. Smells like Hercules and everything. Just. <laughs> well, what was funny for me, um, I had watched Batman Brave and the Bold when it came out. And the way they had Aquaman portrayed in that show was very much like, oh, chum, and he just wanted to have all these adventures. And that's exactly what I could hear this guy talking like. Nice. Yeah, he does have a, a an Aquamanian kind of kind of stature yeah. about him right and sort of posture yeah but yeah you know it's, it's funny because jack's this very imposing figure and this guy just dwarfs him and you know but he's he's super friendly i kept waiting for the the shoe to turn you know something mm-hmm. to, to change that it's like okay he's the bad guy and so it's like i couldn't just enjoy the ride because i was trying to figure out what was going on yeah, we're still thinking about the whole purple decimation of this Roman town mm-hmm. and everything is still golden and shiny and now he's picking fruit off of the trees and I love the framework, some of the sort of pillars that are used to sort of frame Samurai Jack in the background. It all has yeah. a very symmetrical feel to it that it didn't have in the previous pages, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's and it gives it more of like a um, roman or like greek fresco look it makes everything look a little bit flatter and kind of framed in that same type of feel yeah it feels like like uh like cave paintings or something in this it just kind of feels different right yep very flat very greek but you're still like what's happening here this guy this this hercules is just being really nice he's feeding him and like what's the you know so they finally they want to like spar and you're like okay this is where something's going to turn bad i think you're like okay Something's going to happen. Well, because everybody Jack meets turns on him. Yeah. You know, and so you're just waiting for that to happen. But yeah, you know, I guess when two warriors get together, they want to spar. So, you know, and these silhouetted action sequences are great because they, you know, they've got these blow-ups behind them of, you know, their sword striking and their faces and their eyes and determination. You just got these silhouettes that move through there. And, you know, it, the sword... The, the sparring is over very quickly just four panels really yeah and you know in my head i was thinking about how in the in the the cartoon there are some times where samurai jack actually makes an ally you know there was the scottish mm-hmm. guy and uh, there were the dogs 
Remember the dogs? Yes. Uh, so there, and and which in the fifth season, all kind of all of his sort of allies sort of all come cool. back together. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers, right? Spoilers. I haven't gotten to fifth season. Oh, okay. I haven't gotten to fifth season. Sorry. Sorry. But, I, I forgot about but that. I always go back to the one where he met Aku's daughter. And yes. that one, you know, that one just ripped out his gut. Uh huh. No spoilers, but yeah. Um, fifth season, a lot of stuff like that happens. So I was thinking in my mind, maybe he's not a bad guy. Maybe this is like a new pal. This is like a new buddy. Yeah. Maybe. Sort of. But, but you you get to page fifty six and that last panel, and, or last two panels get really dark. You, you know, this guy's back turning Jack and just uh, waiting, waiting for him to turn and strike. Uh huh. And he's like, "No, he, I haven't heard of the thread." He's like, mm, "He's hiding something." Yeah. And you know, conveniently, somebody attacks. So now he's got to get out there and stop. Mm hmm. And the weather goes prettier, it gets brighter and more goldeny, right? All of a sudden? Yeah. Yeah. But you get to page 58. I mean, there's just so much going on there with 58 with the attack happening. Yes. The colors change to purples and reds. and Oh, yeah. It's, it's a fun page. The classic uh, black uh, robot beetles that we see so mm-hmm. often. Yes, those, those, those like axe or sword or Sith-like scythe-like uh hands in the front of those robot beetles yeah and just a splash of pink and purple it's just gorgeous this full page splash on 58 it's just gorgeous yeah and you know it's great because jack doesn't even think he just gets to work and you see hercules just sitting in the background jack just goes to work slicing up the robots left and right Uh again hercules is just kind of shadowed in there while jack's doing all this work yeah, and the onomatopoeia of the of the robot drones perfect. It's like chica 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 chica. You know that that sound when they yeah. come into into roll into town. I heard it in my head. It was perfect. Yeah. And yeah, he's just standing there. The Hercules just not doing anything. He's like holding on to what is golden rope like necklace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Jack's just going down. The robots overpowered. Just too many of them. Yep. And, you know, there's there's nothing. He's going to lose. And he does lose, you know. Mm-hmm. You get to page 61, and there's just that black silhouetted picture of Jack getting impaled. Yes. Right through him, you know, with a red background. And he's just toast. And you're like, what? What is happening here? I'm like, this town was devastated. Now this, and he just got impaled. Like, we haven't really seen that either. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. And then it's, you know and yeah, go ahead. And then boom, the reveal. The the uh, the city just changes. He's he's not impaled and he's kneeling on the ground of this shamble, this this wreck of a of a Greek cathedral. Yeah. You know, and he can finally see see his friend for what he really is and he's he even, you know, Jack is doubting him. Was that real? Did this happen? And he's like, no, it was real. But it was many years ago. And you see him, he's all ghostly then. And it's, uh, you know, very Scooby-Doo-esque. But <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's well done. Samurai Jack sees dead people. Of course. <laughs> and it's just a cool, he's just a ghost. Like, what a great reveal. That was just cool. Yeah. 
He was living yeah. this uh, Hercules' vision of how he lost his uh, his his village, his his the you know, how Rome fell, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah, I, who took it down? Yeah, that was crazy. A little heartbreaking. It was a little like, oh wow, the guy was dead the whole time. It's almost uh, you. I, I had to go back and kind of see if there was six sense moments in it. You know, I just went back. <laughs> you were looking for the red the whole time. Yeah, I was looking to see if there was four or five str- like strands of white hair. You know, in Hercules's right. you know bob of hair. To give you that, like, oh, he's dead or something. There was really nothing, but <laughs> it was oh, kind of fun. When, when this reveal happened, you know, on page 64, there's that second panel where it's just showing, like, a flat skeleton on the ground. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, Jack walked into this town. He's walking all over these dead skeletons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unaware of it. Wow, this, this setting walks really crunchy. What is going on here? <laughs> You know, it'd be fun, like couple of like a, a, a one page bonus page to this is if uh, they showed Jack in this town without seeing any of the visions and just him, you know, acting like a crazy person, stepping all over these corpses and reacting to things that aren't happening. You know, <laughs> just one page of that. Like the, the, the scene in uh, Endgame where they're watching Star-Lord dance through the uh, the tomb. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's, there's it's seen from the perspective of someone a little bit far away looking at Samurai Jack just stomping around on on dead people and reacting Crazy to something. Wouldn't that be funny? Well, and I like to hear that you know the ghost his story's been told and he knows he can help Jack by giving him the thread and move on. Yeah, and then he can finally rest. Yes. Yeah. And he, I mean, this, Go. Oh, I was going to say, in the splash page on uh, page 66. Yes. Just fantastic. Yeah, his ascension, just the the Hercules just ascending back to the gods. And it just shows yeah. his face full of glee and Samurai Jack bowing with his hands together. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yeah. This ghost ascends to the heavens. He... He would be somebody I would like to see come back in some kind of form, you know. And who knows? Maybe he does in later volumes. I don't know. Mm, you never know. There is a certain oh, spoilers. Yeah, season five. Yeah, I'm not gonna say no, any no spoilers. More than that, you gotta watch that. What the heck? Where are you in watching it? How far along are you? Halfway through season four, so I'm All not right. far off. Good, good. Get her done. Because season... on my quarantine list to finish. Nice. Good, good, good. So yeah, I, I screen captured this. Beautiful Samurai Jack bowing, Hercules ascending to the heavens. It was just the the sort of splattery painted watercolored background. Beautiful. Sixty six. Yeah. Beautiful. Sixty six? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sixty six, yeah. Noise. And and then just sixty seven, you get that, that sense of triumph when he's got that another another thread of time in his hand and puts it in the bag with the rest of them and Yeah. You know, little bonus. He finds fruit. He actually finds some food. Yes. That's interesting that they took time to like have him just stop and have a snack. It's a great page. There's no dialogue and it's this weird looking fruit tree and he's standing amongst all the rubble of this this of Rome and he just uh, has a kind of a satisfied look on his face and has a little nibble to eat amongst all the corpses and... Uh... <laughs> Well, you know, honestly, when I watch Samurai Jack or read it, I think about him with food. I'm like, he carries nothing. 
Yeah. Who needs to have food? And that would bother me. You know, this dude's burning like 3,000 calories a day. You know? It's a cartoon. We don't have this to see them. Food. We don't have to see them go to the bathroom, and we don't have to see them no. eat. It's a cartoon. No. Those are the two rules. It, it, it needs to be complete. No. You need the cycle. No. Cartoons have that no. those rules in place for this, all eternity. You don't see them hey, go to the bathroom, time... and you don't really ever see them eat. <laughs> well, when, when I see Jack eat in the rare occasions that it does happen, I always get this sense of satisfaction. This is his reprieve. He's enjoying the simple pleasure of actually consuming food versus, you know, how most people just consume. He gets pleasure out of it because it's so rare for him to get. Nice. And he actually fully enjoys life. Yeah, there's there's a few moments, not in the season five, but where he does eat. You're right. and Or has tea. It also feels yeah. very satisfying. He's having tea. Or even like a bowl of ramen. He's having like, you know, Japanese bowl of soup. Seems all very very perfectly lined up and yes you're right it, it does give a little satisfaction he finds tranquility in it right yep exactly and another gorgeous wallpaper take a picture of it snapshot art by gandy tartakovsky at the very end this chapter four snow season this is just yes. i this is on my phone it's page 70 it's just got various shades of blue to white and this the solitary samurai jack at the base of this beautiful fuzzy algae tree and with snow covered, and he's just just alone and cold. You replace your son's contact picture with this. I mean, you <laughs> really went all out. <laughs> it's on everything: iPad, iPhone, it's iMac. On it's, it's just I, yeah. I was impressed you could get toilet paper printed with this in this time. <laughs> Don't forget the toothpaste. It's actually on the tooth. The, oh, and the the birthday cake. It's it's just on everything. As you squeeze the toothpaste out, it comes out revealing that picture. Yes, yeah, perfect. Yep. It comes right out yeah. <laughs> of every, every, every <laughs> bead of toilet, of, of uh, toothpaste, every <laughs> pea-sized bead of toothpaste. Yeah, so I love this. Uh, we're already, we know that's setting it up. Uh, we're like, we're, we're, it's going to be cold. We're in the snow. And I Ooh. love the page showing almost no dialogue again. And he's like fighting like a snow snake. Yes. And then he's eating it. <laughs> well yeah again and look how happy he is every time he eats he's so happy and that's got to be four or five hundred pounds of snake meat right there like oh he's just wasting that whole thing it's just gonna be <laughs> someone's gonna come well, along yeah. to this giant carcass of snake maybe he needs snake jerky <laughs> yeah. you never know there you go it's cold weather you're gonna dry it out but yeah, and then he's like, he's he's bathing in the freezing cold water. Like, I just love all of this. Very, the blue, the white, the blacks, right? The contrast. It's it's beautiful. And then he gets to this miserable town because that's all I could think of. It's like, who <laughs> is living there? <laughs> People that are just angry and frozen. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's they not... just only would let it go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very much the opposite of uh, whatever that small uh, Norwegian town in in Frozen is. These people are miserable in this cold, <laughs> not happy go lucky, and you know, dance around a snowman. These people are just just angry, bitter, cold. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and the fact that it was is it the queen? What is she called? Yeah, the queen, mm-hmm. Queen Crystal, the Ageless. <laughs> 
you know. It's Elsa, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she looks like. I actually thought of the I thought of the queen from Narnia. Lion there you go. That's probably closer yeah. to uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or and we didn't take a treasured memory and just try to destroy it. You know, I remember frozen hate here. Yeah, frozen. I remember seeing uh, at Disneyland in the uh, Abraham Lincoln exhibit. They showed some of the original, uh, very old stuff that was the inspiration for Frozen and Elsa, and it was a Snow mm-hmm. Queen. So it actually looks a lot like um, what this looks like on the page on page seventy six. Very reminiscent of okay. that. So they stole it from Walt Disney, is what I'm saying. You know, they they took you it know. from there. <laughs> I in this, you know, she's yeah, she is what she is, but the the soldiers are a pretty cool design. Yes, I do like the soldier design. That's pretty cool. Their helmets are yeah. almost like a like a um, Cylon, like, right? A little bit, yeah, like a steampunky Cylon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Roman almost with that sort of top of it, but the red mm-hmm. um, visor line is kind of Cylon like. But yeah, very cool mm-hmm. design there. Very cool. And the miserable and town we, folks singing her happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday is a bow in the snow. <laughs> yes, and his uh his his rope of destiny inside of his the pouch of destiny inside of his rope of destiny <laughs> tells him there's a th- there's a thread nearby. <laughs> you know, again it's it's interesting that he gets overpowered by the soldiers you know it doesn't happen too often but they they hand it to him to the point where he is battered and bruised yeah he's had a lot of i guess that's what also makes this fun and interesting is he actually does have some challenges he actually does have some 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 things he has to triumph over some some obstacles he has to overcome he's not just like this invincible samurai right no no he's he's a human yeah, they, they treat him as such. And yeah, then they have lasers. Uh, so again, very kind of Cylon-like, right? <laughs> they just laser bl- muskets. Laser muskets, fantastic. And I love the scene, uh, the look of uh, maybe one of the first times we see him really bruised and and uh, swollen on the bottom yeah. of uh, page eighty, where we don't really see his face that like that. It's all purple and swollen, and he's laying on the ice. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I love that they just immediately move to the next page or next scene where it's like he's in the kitchen. He's stuck as a slave now. Were you thinking, ah, oh, he's about to eat again? Happiness coming. <laughs> <laughs> now with the look from that guy Mixon. Misery. Absolute misery. <laughs> These town people are so frozen and cold and all their noses are blue. They're just they're just having a rough time. Yeah. They're not even warm yeah, indoors. Know, just, <laughs> oh, no, she won't let them. But I, I do like you start getting a little backstory here on the town. Uh-huh. And that, you know, this, uh, this old crotchety guy he's working in the kitchen with is the mayor. The queen rolled in and took it from him. His, the, people, the people voted her in and kicked him out. Yeah, and they drag him away too. Like, okay, you lose being the mayor, so we're going to just haul you off into the... The dungeon to where you'll dungeon. yeah to where you have to cook now it's this miserable slop and be miserable about it <laughs> yeah you know and I, I like that you know him and Jack bond a bit but it's really it's kind of like 
the threads of time being like, all right, we got to keep this moving along here, people. Yeah. And they go pick a lock. That's pretty cool. Almost symbiotic, right? Like venom tendrils. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what I like is that they go, oh, well, we can't actually pick the lock, but we can help the lock remember a point when it was unlocked. <laughs> Same <Like> thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Tomato, tomato, <laughs> but but <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> Different way to do it. I, I chuckled. Taking them out with spatulas and stuff. That, yeah. That's too funny to me. That is fun. He makes do with what's around him. <laughs> and then... You get to page. I I had the worst moment with this. Eighty four, and Jack jumps out of a cake with his sword. And I kept thinking, oh man, worst birthday gift ever. <laughs> and it's the one bright, colorful, happy, smelling good thing in this this miserable frozen castle, right? Yeah. And talk about and a day. Get him in the cake, right? You know, that's... How does he not suffocate to death? He can magically breathe through a cake. You know what it is? It's the ropes of destiny. There you bring, go. Bring air to yeah. it. Are they sticking out? Are the ropes of destiny sticking out of the cake? And that's how he breathes. No, those are those are candles. Never mind. Sorry. Those are candles. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and then you get immediately into the action. I mean, he's just trying to surprise them all. And just that on page 85, that second panel is purple where he's just sliced oh, yeah. the robots in half. Oh, Gorgeous. Yeah, just the lovely little slice, the, the the colored, the the green slices, right? It's just perfect and and shung, perfect automatopia, and so much, yeah. so much of it happening here with the bang of the laser, you know, muskets and yeah, it's just so much fun action with him fighting these Cylon robot Roman looking things. Yes, yeah, and it, it's he makes short work of them. This time, because he's got the element surprise, he knows what's going on, and he just goes through them, even to the point where the one robot's still trying to think, sing happy birthday. He just <laughs> pops his head off. Like the the I love that they're the the frosting's an element here. It's it's yeah. somehow messing up the robots. The sugary, syrupy frosting. It, it even has like like a directive. It's like zzz, frosting malfunction imminent. Like they gotta. Yep. They've got a, a they've got an actual, you know, diagram in their thing that if, if frosting happens, then you got the yeah. frosting warning. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty good all the way through, but yeah, you know, typical third act of a samurai Jack is you know his turn. He's he's defeated her army now, and he's uh, he's going to do what's right and get his thread of time. Yeah, and she tries to throw out the I'm pretty card, too. She's like, but I'm pretty. And mm-hmm. you shouldn't do anything. And, well, guess what? Not that pretty witch, wicked witch of the East here. <laughs> oh, and she, as soon as he cuts it out of her ponytail, she just shrivels up. It, she's just like an old prune. Yeah. She looks a lot yeah. like the mayor. And, and you know. Exactly. <laughs> she's miserable and cold all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you look at Jack. He, he just, he's just like, oh, I'm so happy to get out of this freaking town. By the by, the time this issue ends, he just he wants to leave. Yeah, and the crazy blue cold um, against the the pink happy birthday cake. Just great contrast. Yeah. The blues to the pinks, right? Yeah, no, they use color extremely well in here, just to kind of keep it interesting and alive. And then as the old mayor takes the his rightful place, 
boy, he just metamorphoses, right? It's like um, it's like the Lord of the Rings when that king was being uh, was the, the <laughs> was the the whatever. Remember that that king, the the evil Sauron was in his ear, and he went from yeah. just gruesome looking and warts and hair in weird places, and then all of a sudden he's just cleaned up and shaved and and, and happy and so much more color. That's the mayor as he metamorphoses back into his rightful place, right? <laughs> Well, I love the idea that to be the mayor, you have a stash that says mayor. <laughs> and it's ready quickly. Like, it's just on standby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's had that thing tucked away for years. Right. And yeah. then the then the joke he lays out. Now now the people will have their um, just desserts. <laughs> and he says, happy right. birthday. <laughs> I, I was waiting for him to tell them, let them eat cake. Right. I was glad they did some sort of cake joke. That was, that was just nice. Yeah. That was good. And then, yeah, you get to page 90. Oh. And Jack's just like, oh, I got to get out of this town. Yeah. Beautiful singles, like, splash page, though, with the moon and the red oh, yeah. sky and the snow. Just beautiful colors here. Yeah, I love that yeah, page. I, and, oh, it's good. It's, and, it's you know, it's a great... Great image of Jack. You know, yeah. he's got his hand on the, the hilt of a sword. He's just walking out. My job is done. Keep moving on with my mission. Yep. So they wrap another page, and man, page 92, you got to tell me you took a snapshot of page 92, chapter 5. Oh, yeah. Art oh, by yeah. Gendy uh, Tartakovsky. I mean, uh, it's gorgeous. Wedded, um, a coup with Jack and Stark White. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I want that poster. That's like a perfect one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. You got to see it, folks. Page 92. Yeah, 92. Yeah. So I love the next page, 93, Threads of Time. They do the thing again where it's like in the sky and it's, it says Threads of Time and we get the previously on and Jack's in some kind of crazy line. <laughs> he's on a, for a ride at uh, some amusement park of some sort. He's just in this giant line. Well, He's in the giant land, but you can tell a coup's around because everything's very angular. There's a lot of giant lines. It's yeah. very a coup. So it's like, okay, what's going on here? And actually, I love this next page. Yes. And, uh, the, the splash page on 94 just quickly just runs through. It's like, okay, we realize we can't do every issue getting him getting a thread. So the, the fact that they just do all these wonky panels showing him doing all these crazy things to get the different threads. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And, and, and it's so, so uh, framed perfectly with the threads of time being yellow and red, very flash-like colors, right? And these panels are all yeah. over the place. Is this like a double-page splash? It probably was, right? It probably was. But, you know, it, it just cracks me up. Okay, I could see some of this. Like, how did a thread end up in a bird's nest? <laughs> just you sitting know, there. I could see... Yeah, I want to know what's up with the barbershop guys. That's yeah. the one, the barbershop quartet. What, what happened there? Right, just randomly. It's just a it's just a gag, right? They don't explain it. Like, where was the thread yeah. of time there? Or it's just, it's just a random barbershop quartet. <laughs> I just love it. I totally yeah, got to laugh. It's great. This, this whole splash is fantastic. Yeah. Thing of beauty. And even the next page is also like another single page-ish splash. The panels are divided by the Aku sort of, uh, you know, uh, the, the sort of 
Uh, what would you call that? It's pitchfork. like a, yeah, like a like a, like a trend pitchfork look. Yeah, it's like they're all over the place to kind of say, "Hey, this is Aku territory." It's like his flag almost, right? Yeah. And yeah. I love that page, page ninety-five. Um, yeah, ninety-five. That bottom right panel, with a little bit of determination on Jack's face. He's there. He's yeah. at Aku's fortress. It even says it, and he's he's ready. He's yeah. going to do whatever he can to finish this off. This is what we're excited for. Whenever this happens, when he actually gets to fight Aku, when they go face to face, this is this is where you, you lean forward in your chair, right? Like it's this is happening. Yeah, you know, and it's it's uh it's fun because it's like it's a heist movie. Yeah, he knows Aku's got it. He's got to get it, and he's breaking into Aku's factory, temporary factory, to go do it. And just sneaks off. And is this factory making the most hilariously adorable Aku coffee mugs? Is that on the, of course. On the top of page 96, there's just like rows and rows of these just hilarious Aku coffee mugs. Like, I want that coffee mug. Aku coffee mugs? Aku bottled something? <laughs> Juice or soda? Cosplaying? Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. They're cosplaying yeah. as Aku? Like, it's just hilarious. The whole thing. Yeah. And there's like a machine putting like the eyes and smiley face on the bottles of whatever those are. They look like uh, pomegranate juice or something. Like it's just, uh-huh. it's just great. The whole thing. So he's found a secret entrance. He's making his way in. He, he's, he put his time in. You're right. It's a heist movie. He's, he's, he's sneaking in, snacking. He's moving and waggling. He's all over the place. And he finds the entrance to Aku's secret lair. Yeah, and then you cut to a coup who, who's really kind of worried about something stuck between his teeth. <laughs> yeah, I love that that they they don't they don't build him up as this very very quickly build up right as this evil menacing bad guy. They 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 play him as a goofball a lot, and I love when they do that. And he's got like broccoli in between his teeth here, and he's having a fit over it, right? Yeah, he's just freaking out over the broccoli and and uh. What, what kind of grossed me out was he's like, oh, here's my favorite piece of dental floss. <laughs> like, oh, how are you had that? And it's the rope of destiny is the floss. Yes. <laughs> and the panel on page, uh, the top left panel on 98 shows him flossing in this look of like, oh, like, like satisfaction is hilarious in the eyes of Aku, right? Yeah. He's an utter relief. <laughs> It's that feeling when you have a giant piece of broccoli wedge in your teeth and you finally get it out. Well, and the fact that it still has the automatic view going with floss, floss, floss. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> so uh, he thinks it's just a normal, regular day. He's got the floss there. And then, hey, now, prepare, prepare for the end, monster. He's well, like, no. He asked him, I, I like that he's got this magic mirror. Okay, show me where Jack is. Come on, I haven't checked on him in a little while. Let's check out where this guy is. And he's just standing right behind him. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Perfect timing. And Aku looks so freaked out that he looks like like a Van Gogh painting here or something all of a sudden, right? Yeah. <laughs> His, oh, it, yeah. It makes no physical sense. It's just it's Van Gogh. It's abstract is Aku with the, with the floss still in his teeth, you know? <laughs> Yeah, he still has a floss in his teeth, and Jack is jumping in the strength. You know, yes. He's going to have a real bad day there. I love that Samurai Jack doesn't hesitate, right? He he, he knows he, who, who this could be his only chance 
to get to Aku. He doesn't talk, doesn't do anything. He just attacks. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you have to. He's a, he's a man of action. He is a samurai of action. And yeah, he's he's taking it to Aku here. And I'm like, yes, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like he's just still oh, kicking his just, butt. He's owning it. Which is rare. owning the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, the whole time, Aku's got that dental floss. Just that right at time. Still stuck in his teeth. <laughs> yeah, it adds a gag to it, right? Kind of lower, lightens the tension a bit. And it just makes it kind of fun and goofy, right? Yeah, because Jack keeps trying to grab for it and pull it back. And, and um, you know... Once Aku realizes that, he starts to, he can get an upper hand in there. Yes. And then he finally gets the floss of destiny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the only thing Aku can think about is it was embarrassing that was in his teeth. This <laughs> yeah, of course. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely great. And I love the next page. We're on, uh, where was this night? Uh, 104 the top left the whole top part of that page of just samurai jack look of determination and strength completely formed rope of destiny in his hand and aku's symbiotic ven like you know the venom like tendrils just 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 you know exploding oh yeah just taking jack out jack he had some some triumph and just to get impaled with was that seven of them yeah. You know, what what do you do? And we've never seen this, honestly. I mean, he was impaled in that ghostly vision in in the third issue, but once again, he's multiple impalement here of Aku's tendrils. And I was like, I was yeah, a little shocked with this page. Around. Yeah, I was a little yeah. surprised with this page. Well, and even when you get to the next page, it's just like 106, he just throws them away. Yeah, it's not you know he it's just kind of go into this ether now and he's got a rope and a sword in hand and he's just encased in this light. Yeah, yeah. I mean you can you can tell something's gonna happen, but it's it's still unusual for Jack to lose like this. Yeah, and he's like in heaven. the The color palette changes right. This beautiful transparent orange and white sort of uh, purgatory ish heaven where he's at, and he's having a conversation with the rope of destiny here. Yeah, uh, you know, and it, it offers him a choice. You know, go back in time and die instantly, or I bring you back to life. It's like, okay, well, I think that's an easy choice to make, but yeah. <laughs> Jack, basically, it's not that he wants to live. He doesn't want to give up. Right. He's not willing to give up. He is unrelenting, and then returns back to the fight in just a different location. So, pretty nice deal that the, the rope... <laughs> teleportation and destiny. Right? I mean, if the rope would have said, well, you go back in time, you'll be standing right where you were, then, you know, Sam might have been like, eh, you know, I'll pass. But if we could send me back in yeah. time to just, you know, four feet away... <laughs> yeah. Prefer not to get stabbed. Yes. The I get back. And that is uh, yeah. very, very cool, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's 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 great because he just starts getting the upper hand again, just enough to escape. Yep. 
Yep, and just perfectly timed because it looks like a bunch of henchmen come in at that very moment too. Because you know, Aku don't play fair. It's just how he does things. Nope. 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 And but we get he, he does in his escape smash one of your mugs. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they know that. I think Jim Zub, the writer of this ride, he's like, I know you love these mugs, so I'm gonna just thumb to your eye and just you know laser smash just one smash of them. It. <laughs> yeah. And that was just great. Just a funny little gag. And so now he's got no choice but to escape. He, you know, he gave Aku everything he had. And he's just uh, making a mad dash in desperation to get out of there. Well, and again, the action just explodes. You know, there's all this laser fire behind him. He just, he's running through his factory. And he does the whole jump out of a window, landing on the top of a vehicle, just to get himself out of there until he kind of grabs the vehicle and just that. That last page on, on 111, you know, he's got a big smile on his face. Yeah, even though he's surrounded by all these Aku robots as he's flying that little car, that little taxi away. Yeah, it has a very fifth element feel. And I also thought this also is a testament to his character. You know, he wasn't uh, sad that he didn't kill Aku. You know, he wasn't, you know, disappointed. He died. He actually defeated death here. You you know he was impaled multiple times and got a second chance. So he's like, I've got another chance. He just has that positive look on his face. He's our he's our champion. Yeah, he lost once and he learned. He he defeated what he needed to and he got back to it. So. Yep. So yeah, then yeah. then it it wraps up with a bunch of sort of uh, pages of you know, um, just oh, there's one in here by Rob Gilroy that I love. Uh, in in the back here bunch of for me another a whole bunch of of wallpaper grabs on this yeah i did a handful of them i got the one with the scotsman yeah oh that's Um, a great one uh the one the very looking like he's in japan oh yeah purple what is that that one's page 118 that's great oh yeah definitely i grabbed that one I like the green of 115. Of course, the, 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 yeah, the Scotsman one. That might be my favorite. That's, that one's just, just gorgeous. But yeah, the Japanese one has yeah. a, like a Japanese movie poster look to it. And that one's by Jim yeah. Zub, which is cool. So yeah, I didn't care for this at all. This wasn't my jam. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, sorry. You know, next time you could do a better pick, I guess. <laughs> Man, I was so pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah, because whenever there's an adaptation for a property like this, in the past I've always avoided them. Yes. Uh, lately I've been kind of embracing them. And they're just fun. They're easy, they're fun, they're comfortable. It's just sometimes you just want to have like a, a comic book equivalent of a popcorn movie. Yeah, this is a this is Saturday morning cartoon fun, right? This is You want to eat this with a bowl of cereal... Right, an overly sugared kind of bowl of cereal, and just and and read this on a Saturday morning. It's it's just, it brings me back to those nostalgic days of, of, of just you know a simpler time and watching cartoons and, it makes me want to watch more Samurai Jack. Rewatch it. I've watched probably the whole run twice, and I want to watch some more. And is it inspiring you to kind of get a kick in the pants and finish this thing and watch all five seasons? Yep, that's where I'm working on. But, you know, I'm also excited here because we have, like, I know volume two, three, and I think four Great. All of this are all on Unlimited, Comixology Unlimited. So I'm excited about that piece of it. 
well, I hope it has the kind of diversity and landscape and it has just the fun automatopoeia and the simplicity of the action scenes and the, and the gorgeous artistry and the fun, fast pacing. If it all has that, I'm going to just keep reading more of these. Well, and the fact that I see the, the cover for volume two has the Scotsman. It's called the Scotsman's Curse. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I hope it's the whole volume with the Scotsman. Yeah. Well, this could be another pick, man. Could be another pick for this year podcast because it's that good. It, it, it might be. You're going to have to give me some warning before I just go consume it. <laughs> and I love the bonus it, features yeah, in this. It, I love the bonus stuff. There's a bunch of yeah. sketch pages and stuff. It's it's fully packed with some fun stuff at the end. Like I said, all those, the pinups and the and the sketches and all kinds of stuff at the end. It was just great. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. Well done. Very cover well done. cover galleries in there. It's just all great. I loved it. It. It's now piqued my curiosity. Go read a Rick and Morty because I bet you it's uh, IDW is doing pretty good work. So I bet you it's on par. Nice. Well, uh, you made your pick for next podcast, right? I did. Is that officially your pick? I don't remember what it is. I believe so. Yeah. Cinderella and the and the uh, the necklace of destiny. I think it's called. <laughs> it's a. Uh... Crown, uh, crown of destiny. No, the the glass slipper of destiny. It's something of destiny. No, it's <laughs> fables are Cinderella. Fables are forever. It's a fable spinoff. Fables of destiny. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I'm interested in seeing what that's all about. I'm gonna check it out, man. But man, Samurai Jack, five stars. Five stars, man. Great job. Good. Th- three thumbs up. Three thumbs up. I agree, man. Well, thank you again, man. The third one comes from. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's, it's mutation. It happens. But uh, <laughs> good stuff, Michael. Thanks again, man. Samurai Jack, Volume One, folks. Seal of approval. You're welcome, man. Good pick. Yes, yes. All right. See you next week, bud. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Well, there you go, and there you have it. Man, I hope you enjoyed that, because we sure as heck did. Samurai Jack, fantastic. Five stars, three thumbs up, etc., etc. Get it, read it, volume one is fantastic. I already jumped into volume two, and so far it's great stuff. And next week it will be Michael's pick, and I do believe he's kind of made a pick with uh, the Fables Cinderella uh, story, which is volume one of it, but... We're, t- we're um, I don't know, we're like, I'm 20 pages in and I'm not feeling it, so we'll see if it, if it gets a ton better. That could be the one that we review and discuss and tell you all about, but we'll see. Um, but check it out, of course, uh, on all your podcasts and all of that, all the areas where you can download uh, your podcasts. And if you'd like to support the Sunspots Comics podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Please help us out over at sunspotscomics.com slash support. So there you go. That is Samurai Jack. I hope you <laughs> hope you had a, a fun time with it. We sure as heck did. Go read it. It's a blast. Samurai Jack Volume 1. Uh, so see you next week. And thank you again for listening. And to be continued. Comics now.